What's going on, y'all? This is the Claw Athletics Podcast, C-A-P, but this is no cap because every single episode is super focused, super dialed in on a single health topic, and everything in these episodes is based on research and four years of coaching actual human clients. And most importantly, every episode is so practical that you can take action on the topic today. In today's episode, we are talking about how to build a butt, or if we want to be polite, we might say how to grow the glutes, but you guys know what I'm talking about. It's building a butt, so let's dive into it. So for me, throughout the years, again, I've been coaching for four and a half, five years. I've had plenty of times where a client will come to me and say, hey, I want to build a butt, or I want to grow my my glutes or my hamstrings, whatever it is. It's 2022, and let's be honest, butts are in. We know that. We don't have to be shy about it or deny it. And so today's episode, we are diving into the specific strategies. If you're listening out there and you want to grow your butt, how do you make that happen? So the very first thing that I would say is it's really not about, it's not about hacks, right? It's not about booty bands or pulse reps or any other hacks, right? When it comes to building a butt, you want to remember first and foremost that the glutes are a muscle just like every other muscle in the body, right? So the same principles that would help you grow your chest, that would help you grow your arms, would help you grow your lats, you name it, those same principles still apply to our butt, right? Just because the butt is a body part that we care about and we think is really cool and we want to grow so badly does not mean that your glutes don't follow principles that apply to other muscles in the body. And so what are those principles? Let's dive into it, right? So in this podcast, I'm going to give you four basic principles to keep in mind when you go about trying to build your own butt. The very first one is movement selection, right? This one is pretty simple, kind of goes without saying, but we still need to say it to be sure, which is when I say movement selection, it means I need to choose specific movements that are going to train my glutes, right? And when I say train to go just a little bit more specific, a little more practical, there's really two primary types of hip functionality we care about, right? There's hip flexion and there's hip extension, right? Now, when I think of movement selection, I'm thinking, what are the best movements when it comes to creating hip flexion? And then which movements help me create hip extension? When I think hip flexion, the first movement coming to mind is a basic squat, right? You can do a barbell squat. You can do a goblet squat. You can do Bulgarian split squat. You can do a pistol squat, but you're going to have to squat if you want to grow your glutes, right? And then when I think hip extension, I think of bridging, bridge variations. You can do, you know, the, the classic traditional bridge on the ground with a, with the barbell, you can do bridge with dumbbells, you can do single leg bridges. But in either case, before we get into the other three principles, if I want to grow my glutes, I need to squat and I need to bridge. There's no getting around it. Okay. Principle number two is progressive overload. So progressive overload, what does that mean? The simple way I explain that to clients is we need to increase the challenge over time. So yes, we figured out that we need to do the bridge and the squats. Great. But we can't just do the exact same weight on week one as we do in week 10, right? So when I say making it more challenging over time, that can be a lot of different factors. It's up for you to choose, right? That can be more weight. That can mean more reps with the same weight. That can mean more control of every single rep. That can mean doing pause reps. That can mean greater range of motion. Like if on day one, you're doing a squat with a 20-pound dumbbell and you're not getting very low, but then on week three, you're still using a 20-pounder, but 
now you're getting all the way down to parallel, that is still progressive overload. So in a nutshell, progressive overload as a principle, we're just trying to increase the challenge over time. Again, that could be more weight, that could be more reps, more control, uh, that can be better range of motion, that could be better form and technique, but we're making it more challenging over time. So Number three principle, the first two we had was number one, picking the right movements. Number two, creating progressive overload within those movements. Number three is volume. And I love volume because this is where the math comes into play. I love math. If you guys don't know, I'm a nerd. So volume, in a nutshell, what that basically means is if I want to grow my glutes, when I look at my overall week, all my workouts for the week, how many sets are being dedicated to my glutes per week, right? If I add up all my different types of squats, if I add up my different types of glute bridges, how many sets of glute training am I dedicating per week? Now, in a perfect world, the ideal range would be anywhere from 15 to 25 challenging sets, right? Per week, and that's not including your warm-up sets, right? That's not that's not including if I'm going to squat at 135. Uh, that's not that's not including warming up at 85 pounds or 95 pounds. It's 15 to 25 challenging sets of glute training per week where you really push yourself. And again, that could be split across. Uh, maybe it's six sets of glute bridge. Maybe it's eight sets of squats. However you figure out a way to get into that range, that's the ideal range. But end of the day, for most people out there, most people listening to the podcast, simply thinking more is probably going to be okay, right? Most people are not dedicating enough volume to whichever muscle group they care about, right? So I'll give you an example. When I'm recording this, this past weekend, it was Super Bowl Sunday, and I had a woman ask me, hey, I want to grow my glutes. You know, how do I grow my glutes? And the first thing I asked her was, okay, are you doing glute bridges and are you doing squats? Okay. She said, yes. Okay. And the next question is volume. How many sets of each are you doing per week? And she didn't really know the answer. And then she said, well, you know, I do legs once a week. Sometimes I do it twice. And so that's why I say for most people listening, when you think volume, I know I kind of just went through the whole concept and gave you the ideal range. But for most people out there, if you just simply think I need to do more for my glutes, you're going to get, you're going to go a long way, right? And so again, volume is just asking how many sets per week am I dedicating to my glutes if that's the muscle I care about, right? If you're listening to this but you care about your chest, same question. You're being very specific and strategic about how do I get more glute training into my training week, right? And of course, want to make sure you're recovering between sessions. I'm not saying hit glutes every single day, but if you're trying to get more glutes for the week, you might do glutes on Monday and then rest on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday hit glutes again, maybe rest on Friday, and then Saturday, if you're feeling recovered, maybe hit glutes one more time. Are you looking to bulk this summer? Looking to build lean, sustainable muscle mass? Want to build your butt, build your chest, build your arms, whatever it is. If you're trying to build some lean muscle mass this summer, we have a free guide, a free ebook on Claw Athletics, the website. It is clawathletics.com backslash ebook. It comes with a full four-day workout routine. It also comes with demonstration videos for every single workout in the program, and it'll teach you exactly how to set your macronutrient targets and and it's also going to tell you the why behind the workout side of it and the nutrition side of bulking and building lean mass. Again, that is clawathletics.com backslash ebook. The guide is completely free. 
Let's go execute. The last principle, and I'll give you, again, the first three were all training focus. We want to pick the right movements. We want to ensure progressive overload. And then number three, we want to make sure we get enough volume uh, for the glutes if we want to build the butt. The fourth one is about what you eat, right? And so with that one, I would just say the fourth principle is just ensuring a caloric surplus and ensuring that you're getting enough protein. So calories, you have to eat. Right? A lot of times clients come to me and they'll say, I want to grow my butt. And I'll say, okay, great. Well, walk me through an average day in your diet. Like walk me through breakfast, lunch, dinner. They'll tell me what they eat and we'll sit there and we'll add it up. And I'm like, you eat 1,200 calories a day and you're wondering why you cannot grow your butt. Your body is not getting enough calories to even care about growing any muscle, let alone your glutes, right? So you have to be in a caloric surplus. And what I tell people is, Okay, great. Caloric surplus, that doesn't mean that if you're eating 1,200 calories right now, you wake up tomorrow and start eating 3,000 calories. Because if you do that, you're just going to add fat, right? We want to be adding muscle. So what I have my clients do and what I would advise you to do is slowly increase your calories over time, right? I use 1,200 as one example, but let's just say you're watching this, you track your foods for five or six days, and you find out that, hey, I'm eating around 1,500 calories per day. Well, if you want to grow your glutes and grow that muscle, I would say, okay, if you're eating 1,500 per day right now, let's for the next two weeks, let's eat 1,650 calories as an example, right? So you'll eat 1,650 for about two weeks, and then let's jump to 1,750, right? For two weeks, we're progressively adding calories over time, right? And in the background of doing that, you have to also make sure that of the calories that you're eating, we have to be getting enough protein. So the recommendation I give to clients, and we covered this in our previous episode, which was the If It Fits Your Macros Part 2, definitely give that episode Definitely give that episode a listen if you haven't already. Uh, but, but what I recommend for clients is, at a minimum, 0.7 grams per pound of body weight in protein, right? So to use simple math for the podcast, if somebody weighs 100 pounds, then I want them to eat at least 70 grams of protein per day. If they want to eat more, knock yourself out, eat more, but at a minimum, 70 grams per day. If somebody weighs 200 pounds, then at a minimum, I want them to eat 140 grams of protein per day, so on and so forth. And so to kind of put a nice bow on everything, the four principles that I would I would give you when it comes to, hey, I want to grow my glutes. Number one, you got to be doing the right movements every single week, right? Are you doing bridges? Are you doing squats? That's number one. Within those movements, progressive overload. Are you actually pushing yourself? Are you, when it's, if you're doing back squats, are you doing more weight over time? Are you incorporating pause reps over time? Are you getting more range of motion over time? So, Number one was movement selection. Number two is progressive overload. Number three is volume. We know the movements we want to hit for the glutes. We got to squat. We have to bridge. But how many times per week are you squatting? How many times per week are you doing the bridge? And within those sessions, are you doing one set of squats, two sets of squats? Or maybe you're doing four sets of a barbell squat and then three sets of a Bulgarian split squat, right? Finding ways to get more glute training incorporated throughout your week. And then number four is the food side. You've got to eat. You've got to get enough calories in to create a caloric surplus. And on top of that, you have to make sure you're getting enough protein in. So to wrap all this up, at the end of the day, what I tell people is the glutes are a muscle just like every other muscle in the body, right? So your favorite influencer on Instagram 
if they were being honest, you know what they would post when it comes to how I built my glutes? They would show themselves doing a squat on day one, and then on day 10, they would be squatting again, but there would be an extra five or 10 pounds on the bar, right? And then month two, they'd be squatting again, but there's an extra 10 pounds on the bar. And it'll be this slow, progressive increase when it comes to their squats, when it comes to their bridges, when it comes to the Bulgarian splits, so on and so forth. They won't post that because they're afraid it's too boring and you won't watch it. But that's what it, that, that's what building your butt really comes down to. It's not about having, you know, the, fit, the, the nice, cool hip uh, booty bands. It's not about doing uh, pulse reps that look cool on camera. It's about picking the right movements, progressively overloading those movements over time, making sure you're hitting your glutes with enough volume per week, and then, of course, getting enough calories and enough protein to support growth. So again, it's about principles. It's not about what's flashy and looks the coolest on Instagram. That is how you build a butt. Now go execute. For more health conversations, please consider subscribing to the podcast and follow me on Instagram at Coach Corey Lawson. But remember, it is not enough to just listen, nor is it enough to just scroll. You must take action because nothing works unless you do the work. Go execute. Until next time, peace.